How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I know you're in love. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that, feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. That was Travis Kelsey as we do some annoying yeah. nuggets left over from the Super Bowl. Um, Not a single one picked the Chiefs. <laughs> Not a single one. Right, nobody did. That's how a game winds up a pick 'em right before kickoff is that nobody's picking one side. It's if all the all the money's on the other side. Like I wonder it's just it's funny though too where okay, did he I bet he watched one pregame show where maybe like four out of four picked the Eagles or something and uh he extrapolated that out to to all everybody. Yeah. Fair, fair hypothesis. I have one that's a little different. I would yeah. say he watched none of them and made it up <laughs> in his brain. That's what I would say. <laughs> that was true. Yeah, that's the uh, that's one of the annoying things. I'm looking at ESPN's roster here of their picks, um, the number who predicted an Eagles win versus the number who picked a Chiefs win. Um, 26 picked the Chiefs win to the 45 who picked an Eagles win. So, yeah, a healthy majority on the Eagles side. But uh, certainly, uh, is 26 greater than one? Um, uh, let me hang on. Carry the two, carry. It is. Yes, I, don't have okay. my, I don't have my phone out, but I think it is greater than one. So not only did a single one, but uh, 26. That's just ESPN. So yeah. I'm guessing that there were quite a few people out there. Just the same as that damn right before the – National Anthem, they ran the little promo where it showed how nobody believed that any of these guys could make it. And then they started showing all the first-round draft picks. Get <laughs> Mahomes in it. Yeah. Like, Remember Kevin Durant acted like uh, nobody believed he could do it? Right. Like, oh, yeah, you got picked effort, second in the draft, dude. There. Yeah. yeah. You're you're uh, getting scholarship offers when you're 13, but cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Could you, okay, so I, um, I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate right yeah. now to both you and me who are – skewering Travis Kelsey. But ben, play it one more time. It's a shortcut. Play it one more time. I know you're emotional. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Uh, we got it. You think yeah, you're a wrestler. Russell Wilson. All those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Could he have been referring to the upcoming season? Could he have been referring back to 
in August, nobody thought the Chiefs, because they had traded Tyreek Hill. The division had beefed up. They, you know, Russell oh. Wilson was in the division. Yeah. Justin Herbert's heading into year three. It yeah. was thought to be the hardest division in the history of football because of yeah. the, the, the quarterback play. Could he have been talking about the Chiefs coming into the season? Because I do think that most people, maybe even including you and me, I know me, uh, thought they would at least take a step back. I was a big, I was a big believer in what Tyreek Hill meant to that offense, even though I think Patrick Mahomes is great. Um, I I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. The Chiefs. I I you know I I'm going to tell you honestly, Sean. I think that you succumbed to a little bit what a, a lot of people did um, this year, where they they really didn't realize that the Chiefs' offense was still really really good. Yeah. Um, and, and I think because they weren't blowing teams out necessarily the way they have in other years, that people thought that it was um, somehow a step back. Where offensively, you look at like expected points added, all that stuff. They were a very dominant team. Now this that's during the season. Before the season, yeah, I think a huge question was we talked about how Pat Mahomes had a lot to prove. It was weird to say that a guy that's a former MVP um, somehow has a lot to prove, but he did because he wouldn't have Tyree Kill, and he'd had a good record without Tyree Kill. Pre- oh no, actually, he had some stats that looked like there might be trouble without Ty- Tyree Kill. Yeah, um, but I think that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, people still put them in that bucket. They weren't. I don't, I don't think people thought of them as a team that wasn't going to be a contender. It's always who are your top three. Yeah. I'm looking at Pro Football Focus in August. They were the fourth ranked team. The yeah. Bills were number one overall. Yeah. Uh, another power rankings in August had them as the third best team. They just weren't the the foregone conclusion, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just trying to get to a place where what Travis Kelsey just said isn't the silliest thing that I've ever heard. And I guess the, the answer is we can't get there. Yeah, why are you working so hard for that? That's, I don't know. Uh, I'm just yeah. trying to trying to think spatially here. You know, exercise He's a known the silly person. Yeah, you can't you can't sit there and say like, hey, let's let's uh, let's evaluate this silly person's statement and see if um, if it makes any more sense now. That's his fair. his particular brand of phoniness, just like Russell Wilson's. It's just acceptable when things are going well. Yeah. As soon as the Chiefs take a downturn or Kelsey keeps trying to talk like that while he's sucking or something, then all of a sudden it, people are going to turn very quickly again on Travis Kelsey. And remember, like, oh, let's, let's talk about that time he was suspended okay. for a year in college. Let's, uh, let's talk about that time he had a ra- uh, dating reality show when he still wasn't actually a good NFL player yet. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's remember all those glories. Great. Moments. How far off are we from that? Travis Kelsey sucking or the Chiefs getting worse? It's going to be Travis Kelsey sucking. Yeah. It, at which point, though, by then he'll be mature enough to just enjoy being a guy. That, yeah. You know, and his podcast will be successful. And yeah, it's just it'll be his second. He'll probably mature, and we won't be able to really enjoy it. Yeah. He's matured some, but he's still he's still a little bit off. He yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I kind of give him a pass for that moment. I mean, you just won the Super Bowl, so you're all hepped up on adrenaline at that point. You know my current phony meter. It's uh, and it's a, it's a little bit of a letdown for me. Yes, I've noticed this because I like this guy a lot. But I noticed phony meter. We need to do that. I I noticed Pat McAfee quite a few times referencing basically like how they started out from scratch and from nothing. Like they had humble yeah. beginnings or something in a, a basement of a haunted house. Like, yeah, dude, you had a payroll when you started yeah. off. You you had full time employees. Yeah. You were a an ex NFL player. Right. Like he does. He does like to tell this story about how he picked himself up by his bootstraps and i will give him credit for doing things unconventionally he basically said like all right you know what i don't need you barstool sports i don't need you espn i'm just gonna go do it on my own but it wasn't it, it wasn't a kid who was a college dropout starting the company in his basement or no anything. no yeah. 
No. <laughs> He'll keep doing that, too, I promise. Um, <laughs> Here's what I was saying. I, I mean, we started out just, we were in a garage, you yeah, know? We yeah. got iPhones. We barely know what we're doing. He, like, was, he right, did that. Right. It was it was at the beginning <laughs> of the blurb about getting sued by, uh, who's he getting yeah. sued by? He's getting sued by Brett Favre. Yeah. It was the beginning of that blurb. He's like, we were in a basement. And yeah. we we didn't we would record and remember we wouldn't turn on the microphones we wouldn't turn it on and like well that's not a that's not a pull up from the bootstraps that's a you didn't know how to work the equipment thing like, <laughs> I mean it does, yeah it's like it's typical startup stuff right right it's typical right. issues and everything but you you started off on third base yeah. like any of it myself like I'm the same way yeah. I started off on third base in broadcasting because I was a ex player right so like you get you get a huge head start yeah. and then yeah you got to do with it what you're gonna do with it but uh, the old Starting from uh, starting from nothing story doesn't quite work when you start off as a retired professional. That's athlete. the WWE influence on him. That oh, that's yeah. what that is. Like it's a good storyline. Yeah, it's a good storyline yeah, yeah, story yep. to tell. Absolutely, I'm the underdog. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> other uh, annoying remaining nuggets a, from the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. I was just going to point out other. There's other politicians with a, uh, a WWE background that know very well how to tell. That oh story yeah, too. yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> refrain from pointing them out. Um, so. Um, this Tubi commercial, we didn't get to the commercials yesterday because we had so much football to get to. Yeah. Um, the tube, Okay, let me describe what you're about to hear. This is similar, I think, to the end of The Sopranos, the last episode, where they're, they're, you know, Tony's sitting at a booth, don't stop believing, he's playing, he's eating onion rings with his family, and then all of a sudden the screen cuts to black, and people thought their cable went out. And all of a sudden, as it turns out, no, that was the end of the series, and you can interpret it however you want to interpret it. This wasn't nearly as artistic is that but similarly this Tubi Tubi is a streaming service where they have a bunch of movies I believe it's related to Fubo in some way um and uh they had a commercial where Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt are doing a stand up with their mics in the Super Bowl broadcast booth and all of a sudden the screen looks like the channels are getting changed on your TV Welcome back to Super Bowl 57 so far Greg the game going like you expected Yeah and so far these teams they've really Okay, so they, so that happened at that commercial, and I succumbed to it like everybody else. I'm like, Amy, why are you changing the channel in the middle of the Super Bowl? So they got me angry with my wife, which is yeah. a bad thing to happen two days yeah. before Valentine's Day. Um, what did you did you see the Tubi commercial in real time, Seth? I'm just now realizing that it was a commercial. I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. I just like I was like, All right, what the? Uh, did you get annoyed? Yeah. Yeah, and I just like paused it, and I went back. I didn't pause it. I just went to go get some food or something. So okay, so that's what was going on. That's what was happening. I honestly, yeah. Okay, so cool. All right, Tubi, you got me. I and now I notice that the app is on my TV out of nowhere. I've got the Tubi app. What? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a little scary. I don't have. I don't know how to get the the Paramount app on my TV on one of my TVs. I have no idea how any of my smart TVs work. I am completely in one hundred percent. So I just don't watch. When I want to watch my Paramount stuff, I don't watch it in my living room. We go to the bedroom or out on the porch. Yeah, I just, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I can't. I don't have time to figure this crap out. Okay. 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 Or I buy it on Amazon because that's on my living room. Yeah. One, so. <laughs> there you go. Gosh, I could. I could sit down and learn this. Okay. So Tubi made it look like the somebody was messing with your remote yeah. and changing, or someone something. was changing okay. the channel in the room. All right. I can only imagine how that went over at like Super Bowl parties with like twenty people in the room. Yeah, hey, hey. yeah. I say go screw yourself, Tubi. Yeah, this is um the, the whole uh, like the trolling people has gotten to a we've come to a breaking point. I think 
where now all of a sudden trolling people has become an acceptable form of humor. Um, and and the, the, the ultimate troll is like, if you get what I just got trolled as, it's like, I didn't even realize I was being trolled. I just was, but, but I just kind of checked out on it because that's also what's happened. I've learned online, they're like, all right, if I'm kind of confused and I don't understand why somebody's even yelling at me or how they're making fun at me, or I've got, I've got a bunch of boy, uh, people saying, like, you got got or something. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, yeah. I'll take the L. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm moving I, on. I, I can, I'm moving on. Consider I me gotten. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all right, one more from the Super Bowl. I will never use you, Tubi, yeah. ever. Yeah. Do you hear me? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> take that. No, just, you, lost take Payne, yeah. you lost Seth Payne, Tubi. You lost Seth Payne. What is it, though? Is it a, it's a streaming service? I think it's a like streaming a... service. has a lot of movies on it. I don't use it. I have no idea. I've got plenty of streaming services that I use from time to time. How, so. how is this advertisement supposed to get me to use Tubi? I don't know. I think it's getting people talking, maybe building awareness of Tubi. You know what I mean? Is there maybe? a call to action at the end of it or anything? Didn't see. I was too annoyed to look. Yeah. I just don't even understand. Like, I went and I watched it. I've watched a couple of them online, and it doesn't any. it just kind of leaves you... Like, you don't, there's nothing yeah. at the end of it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming they think you're going to download the app, and then away you go. So um, let's get to the one more annoying thing from the Super Bowl. Uh, annoying or funny, depending on how you feel about Terry Bradshaw and Andy Reid. We talked about this yesterday. We've got the audio now. Take a listen to this. Terry Bradshaw with a sequence where he fat shames Andy Reid, drops an age bomb on him, and then drops a cheeseburger bomb on him at the end. Take a listen. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. I know that you're getting up in years now like me, and I just Here's I just another. know that it's got to be a time. They wear all these Super Bowls. you got to say to yourself, time to ride off into the sunset. That's not going to happen, is it? No. no. Uh, Phila- Philadelphia, you did a great job. It was a great game. But how about those cheese? <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts. I will. I will. That's Congratulations, why I'm Thank, Thank you. I guess the cheeseburger thing is an, is a kind of a running gag with Andy Reid. That was well, he just that's what he, he has like a cheeseburger after game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't. But there were people who saw that. Like I can't believe he just told this fat person to go eat a cheeseburger. I uh, I asked this to a few people when I was streaming last night, and uh, most people seem to think like eh, it's just a guy messing with his buddy. I still believe that. Uh, yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't think you should get canceled for fat shaming or anything like that. No. I think, I, but I do think it's one of those things where if you're with your buddy, it's kind of like when you give a best man speech, like, okay, there's a time that you kind of rib him to a certain degree. You tone it back a little bit before the, before you toast him at his wedding. Yeah, exactly. And this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of telling a joke about Andy Reid's ex-girlfriend at his wedding. Yeah. You know, like you just, you have a little, have a little tact. It's a bad look for Louisiana, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Not to mention, Terry Bradshaw is 74 years old. Mm-hmm. He's a full decade older than Andy Reid. Yeah. So I think Andy Reid, if anything, the person that needs to be criticized here is Andy Reid for not coming back for something like, I yes. don't know. He can say something like, oh, hey, you're 10 years older than me, and you're still kind of doing an okay job at your job. <laughs> I've probably got a few years left. I mean, we needed <laughs> a swipe back. Look at you. They back. put your ass up here. <laughs> we needed a swipe back from, from Andy Reid. I would have, or I would have said, hey, hey, Terry, and I would have patted his belly. I was like, you want to get on one of the, you want to go to a teeter totter with me? Yeah. I might have to get a couple toddlers okay, on my side. Okay, I need or you. Or get me on one of those old school scales uh, okay. from the cartoons. I just realized yeah. what I need in my life. I need you to get really, really fat and get a head coaching job and win a Super Bowl. And Terry and Bradshaw would... to survive long enough to interview <laughs> you. <laughs> and then I would take off his hat 
And yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. one of those hats that, anno- that, 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 that annoys me. I know it's a it's Bruce like the driving hat. cap, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. No, I don't like the word chapeau either. Yeah, I was. You I didn't. The word I, chapeau, and I, don't I didn't like use that. it. Didn't use it this time. I was about to, but I didn't. I know it annoys you. Um, all right. There's no. There's no. There's, 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 there's a few things I don't like, Sean. And it's uh, French words used casually and uh, in English conversation. Yep. Yeah, gauche. Gauche, yes. <laughs> we um, learned that. Raison d'etre. God, ah. you, God help you if you raison d'etre me. What yeah. about uh, cause celebre? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. like that at all. Yeah, yeah. The croissant is barely okay. acceptable. Okay, what about the je ne sais quoi? Huh? Yeah. What about the yeah. je ne sais quoi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texans offseason in three words. Um, we've got a bunch of texts to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Oh, I like this one. Uh, one, six, five, six. I'm loving it. Okay, that's a good one. Like McDonald's. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five, four, six, eight. No Patriots South. Yeah, I would say that's. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, so, so yeah. far so good on that one. Uh, nine six. Wait, people freaked out when people got so freaked out just in interviewing a Nick Cayley. Yeah. yeah, you know, like likewise with the Cliff Kingsbury conversation. I'm not even to call it an interview because we don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing, like. Uh, like how much people like play it out in their brains immediately as soon as you hear it. I do the same thing. I say people like it's just yeah you you can't help but be, feel convinced that they're going to hire this guy that you don't want them to hire. Yes, I can't believe they're interviewing this guy and it's probably just uh, a favor. Along those lines, Ocho has a barrage of three word Kingsbury texts. Uh, Ocho, a noted Kyler Murray uh, sycophant, uh, three words or less from Ocho. Avoid Cliff Kingsbury. Mm. Kingsbury is ass. Uh, it wasn't Kyler. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, joie de vie. Joie de vie, a, yeah. yeah. Send in your one. French phrases. Yeah. Your three word French phrases. Yes. <laughs> joie de vie. All right. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Payne and Pendergast with you um, on, a, um, on a Tuesday here. 713-572-4610. Brady and Mahomes. Mahomes and Brady. There is one particular national scribe that says their first five years are almost exactly the same. I take great issue with that. Um, And he's got some other things to say about my people, gamblers. We will do that next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. <laughs> text message, trailer wheel and frame text page, 4335. Uh, y'all hate on people entirely too much. I, you know what? I do think about that after some of the segments. I'm like, yeah, we just got done hating on Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I do believe that we tend to, more than, more than uh, other folks in town, raise up the people that are part of our tapestry here in Houston. Listen, listen, guy that's saying that we hate on people too much. Yeah. I, I know that you feel like you're, uh, you know, the living light and you shine down on the rest of the world and, and try to make it a better place. You won't tune in if we're positive all the time. True. You just won't. It's just that's flat out. Your, your little lizard brain just will not respond. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you're a human being, but this is what you want. You, you just can't get enough. You, uh, you, you dirty little thing. You just want more. I'll, I'll spank you. Who do you want me to take down next, Peter King? Here it comes. He's right. Here it comes, Peter King. <laughs> Get ready to take your medicine. I'm gonna crap on everybody today, Sean. Yes. You just watch out. Oh, uh, There's nobody safe. Nobody's having taken them all down. <laughs> Love when he gets fired up. I'm gonna take a sledgehammer to the noses on each one of those mofos on Mount Rushmore yes. next. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right. What's your Mount Rushmore of sports writers? Yeah. Peter King. Let's let's take out a nostril right now. Okay. Well, Peter Peter King Peter King did say some dumb things in his Monday. Uh, he used to be Monday morning quarterback. Now he's football morning in America. Um, okay, a couple of things he said in his column that relate to topics. One in particular that Houston Texan fans are going to be interested in. We'll get to that in just in just a second. He said this about the Super Bowl. And I look, to be clear, I think Mahomes is our only hope in terms of chasing Tom Brady. And these five years of Mahomes might be the best five years of quarterback play that I've ever seen. And that includes Tom Brady at any given time. Like over the course of the regular season and postseason, Mahomes has been amazing. Here's what Peter King says. One of the little blurbs in his Football Morning in America. He says, Brady at 27, 27 years old, 57 and 14 overall record, three Super Bowl wins, 11 to 3 postseason touchdown to interception ratio. Mahomes at 27, 75 and 19 overall record, two Super Bowl wins. 35 to 7 postseason TD to pick ratio. Not so different, is it? Now, I don't know how closely people were paying attention to the numbers I was giving, so I'm going to repeat one part of this again. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a lot, but yeah. Uh, yeah. They have similar records. Brady no, has. No, they don't. Mahomes has 21 more wins than, but the, than but, Brady. But the, but, the, but the winning percentage is about the same. Okay. It's, all you, right, you know, all so right. the, the overall record, the regular season stuff. But it, it actually isn't, but okay, I got you. Three, okay. three, three Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl wins, okay. It's the part that's so drastically different where he says, Brady, 11-3 to three postseason touchdown to interception ratio. Mahomes, 35-7 to seven TD to interception ratio. Like that? No, I mean, I get it. Maybe proportionally that's the same, but sheer quantity, it's triple the number of touchdowns. But it's not even proportionally the same. It's one like Mahomes is better proportionally yeah. than five to one. It's not as big a difference. It's five to one to Brady's four to one. Right. But he's better. So he's better 
He's got a better proportion at five to one, but he's also got three times the touchdown production. Right, right. So like, no, it's it's not even nearly the same. Uh, Mahomes has been way better in those Super Bowls than Tom Brady was. Tom Brady was much more um, along for the ride early on in his yes. career. He wouldn't be he wouldn't become like the true master of the craft until the second half of his career, really. Right. And early on, those first three wins, he had uh, he was on a team that had awesome defenses. Yes, they were they were just it was they could run the football. They were doing likewise with Ben Roethlisberger. They had great defenses, could run the football. Pat Mahomes stands alone in terms of young quarterbacks who have won multiple Super Bowls in that nobody's ever done it with as little support from his defense as he's had. Yeah. It's just really um, – and I don't, it's not, it doesn't mean that his defenses have always been atrocious. It's just those other teams, with Tom Brady especially early on, they were just complete football teams. Yeah, the other thing that I would say, just um, Mike Sando of The Athletic, he, that's the Monday – column you need to be reading his is great it's called the pick six it's on the athletic um this is the other thing i think that accentuates uh mahomes and how great he's been in these first five years versus brady who did great things in his first five years but had to your point seth a lot of support um mahomes the 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 metric we're using here is called expected points added just know that it's an efficiency rating okay mahomes had defenses and special teams that collectively ranked 27th in that metric during his first five seasons. Brady's defense and special teams were number two in the early Super Bowl years. Number two. So to your point, Brady had incredible defense and special teams units. Mahomes had defense and special teams units that collectively have been in the bottom in the bottom quartile. Maybe even in the yeah. bottom quartile of the bottom quartile, Jim Ursay. <laughs> in the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Yes, Mahomes had defense and special teams that in the bottom quartile of losers might have been in the bottom quartile of that bottom quartile. And, and, and you know where it's um, – the scary thing is that, look, Andy Reid is an offensive coach, and Bill Belichick was not. I think Bill Belichick obviously knows a lot about everything in football, but it wasn't quite the same partnership with – I guess this is where you could – you know what, Sean? Maybe this is where you could say, okay, well – you know, Brady Brady was doing what he did with Josh McDaniels, but without an Andy Reid type of guy. Yeah. Um, but he did have that guy on defense. Like so his his Andy Reid was Belichick who was doing the defensive side of the ball. Mahomes, I as I was rewatching some of those red zone touchdowns, I I thought back to our conversation with Casario last week where Casario was talking about how when a lot of the real creative genius comes into plays in red zone offense like that's where that's where things get complex that's where the rubber meets the road and and with red zone offense especially you can set yourself apart with creativity well i mean those two plays they're called uh the play's called corn dog corn dog yeah yeah (laughs) where Kadarius tony and sky Moore were just flat out wide open because they they juked guys out they, they did the old pre-snap juke out, yeah. which is rare, hard to accomplish. Um, but they started in motion and then just hit the brakes. They, they should have called it the, um, you know what it was? It's like in Top Gun when Maverick puts on the brakes yeah. and the MIGs go it's over everybody the top fly of past him. Yeah, yeah, um, good. But, like, he, they, they designed that play, and then they tested it out a couple times in the first half to see how the Eagles would respond. 
And then they get two Almost touchdowns. Houston out Texans of it. coach Jonathan Gannon uh, didn't realize it, and then not even after the first time they ran it did they did they make the adjustment. And uh, and, uh, and and Jonathan Gannon's taking it on the chin up in Philadelphia. Big right time, now. big time. Okay, I got to get your reaction to this. This is another Peter King uh, blurb from his column talking about the Hall of Fame. He, like John McClain, is one of the. 49 Hall of Fame selectors. Um, talking about the wide receiver logjam, the candidacies of Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, and Reggie Wayne all have their partisans among the voters. I don't know how it gets solved, particularly with more receivers with inflated numbers entering the pool in coming seasons. I am partial to Andre Johnson. He's the biggest, 6'3", 230. He's virtually as fast as the fastest, 4'4", to 4'38", for Torrey Holt. He didn't have the advantage of playing with Manning or on the greatest show on turf. Didn't have a yeah. player like Marvin Harrison, blah, blah, blah. Why does his height, weight, and 40 time matter for the Hall of Fame? They got to they gotta rotate some of these old guys out. Dude. There, man. They got to, like, like he's dude, the biggest? No, no, Sean, Sean. He's the biggest. Sean, how about this, though? Saying that he's almost as fast as Torrey Holt because his. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA 14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G E T P U R O A I R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 40 was two one-hundredths of a second yeah. slower than Tory yes. Holt. That'll be a tiebreaker for Peter for, King someday. For one, even if you accept 40 times being somehow an indicator of Dude. who's faster on the football field after a guy's played an entire career. Like, this is how dumb sports writers are. I cannot tell you how stupid they are. Lots of them. 90% of them. We're sitting here talking about two guys who had, you know, Hall of Fame caliber careers, and you're trying to decide who's faster based on the guy who ran... Two one-hundredths of a second faster at the Combine? What the hell are you talking about, Peter King? Not to mention the fact that even if you accept that as valid, you have to Dude. recognize that like, that's, that's identical speed. As far as anybody's concerned, as far as human beings operate and how it works, uh, with the margin of error and everything, okay. those are identical speeds. Peter we King. need to I'm ask- disgusted. they got to roll these guys out. We- they got to have a 20-year. You can have 20 years in the Hall of Fame, and then you're done. We, we need to ask John McClain tomorrow when he comes on with us at 8 o'clock. John, was part of your presentation... <laughs> to get Andre Johnson into the Hall of Fame, how big he is. Did you have a slide on him being well, the biggest? Did you have a slide that showed Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, and Torrey Holt all standing next to each other and saying, well, you can see who the biggest is right here, so it's time to put him in, gentlemen. 
<laughs> like, we like a laser this, pointer pointing at the top of, of his head. Episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. No, I think. Well, if he's talking about how he's biggest and he used his size to his advantage, and like that, it was uh, it was one more thing you had to count for uh, on a defense. Then, then so be it. It's the using the using of a forty times somehow. It is some kind of valid measurement between potential Hall of Fame candidates. It, it, it scares the hell out of me. That me too. I mean, it's like I'm sitting here waiting for a Supreme Court justice to die, Sean. Yes. I, I just uh, it, it's disgusting. <laughs> if that's why Peter King put he's the biggest because he uses his body that way, he has he types twenty thousand words every Monday. Then say yeah. that. What's what is it? How how hard is it to add one more sentence? to this 20,000-word swamp that you put on NBCSports.com every week. Oh, C4335, it's right that we hate on people sometimes, all right? Mm-hmm. By the That's way, what P- the show is for, yeah. hating on the appropriate people. Peter King, hates, he hates yeah. gamblers also. Um, he's talking about, real quick, he's talking about this technology. The NFL is trying to shorten the time between the broadcast and the actual, like, the, the broadcast getting to the phones of people yeah. and the actual taking of the broadcast on camera. You know, there's a delay. There's a delay yeah. when you stream things. The NFL's coming up or trying to invest in technology to shorten the delay so yeah. that they can drive in-game wagering down to almost a play-to-play basis. You can bet right, on right. plays. And Peter King but says, that- seems a little insidious to me to invite more people to bet more money on more football things. But the NFL is driving to make a jillion on sports betting, and this could be the next addictive frontier. The old, uh, that's a very popular thing people try to do when they're like trying to um, glorify themselves is act like, hey, this capitalistic venture trying to make money uh, seems seems like this. Seems like this profit-making venture is just trying to make profit here. I don't know if I trust it or not. Dungy did that last year. And then cashed his six-figure check to be a broadcaster for the NFL, I would imagine. What was he? Oh, about gambling. Tweeted about how gambling. He's worried that Adam Schefter's talking about gambling on ESPN. It ruins families. As far as, as far as, yeah, but they've been advertising beer forever. And yeah, so. Everything kills us. This just just in, okay. Well, plus just about everything. Half the things advertised during football games is probably not uh, your your vice of choice. Yeah, don't even get started on Doritos. Right. Um, Low latency, though. The driving force would be that okay, gamblers might really like this, but for the average fan or somebody who doesn't gamble. That does mean that, like, if you're trying to, if you're watching a game on Twitter and on a streaming app or something, then there's less chance that you're going to get spoilers. It's a, it's a better viewing. Experience. I'm actually more excited about that than I am the gambling part of it. Honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't live wager to that extent quite a bit. Um, but I do have my Twitter open during games, and I hate seeing that. I, I hate knowing what play is about to come. That sucks. You know what I'd like to see, Sean? Hmm. I'd like to see. I would like to see um, for draft night. I'd, be, I'd like to see basically the team, when they put in their selection, they're just hitting a button on an app, and Ooh. then it goes out to everybody. Oh, yes. That yeah. Sweet. Including, including the broadcast. So yeah. there's none of this, like, well, that. Uh, like, you we don't all get find out at and once, and it we has, like, glitzy reveal. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Until it's an official selection, nobody knows. All right, yeah. put a pin in that. That's good. we got to ask Casario about that. Would you like to announce your pick on an app someday to where you don't <sighs> have to? Yeah. Maybe I maybe I get to announce a pick one of these days at the draft. We need to campaign for that. You do need to announce a pick. It's long overdue. I will talk so much with, back with the remaining members that. of ZZ Top at your side. Yes. <laughs> Where's the draft this year? Meet the guys from ZZ Top. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the draft this year? Uh, Kansas City. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. boy, God help them if it's ever in Indianapolis. I will go <laughs> God help you. You're going to get hit with a whiskey bottle sta- walking up. Oh, what am I going to do? Not be able to fight my way out of Indiana? They're drunk all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, we got headlines and the daily mock draft injection. This time it's Brooks Cabina injecting us. We will get to that next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Get to headlines in just a second here. Each day at this time, as best we can do um, to lead us up to the draft, we are a little over two months away, about two and a half months away from the Texans making what could be a franchise-changing decision. So, there are mock drafts all the time. Each and every day, there's a new one dropping, a new version of an old one, all that good stuff. We did... John Harris's mock draft yesterday, which is a fun one, footballtakeover.com. Brooks Cabina, uh, is, uh, he is our Texans insider, uh, Houston Chronicle. He's been with us all season. He's with us during the offseason. He had last Friday told us his first mock draft was dropping on Monday. So let's get this one out there. You can find Brooks Cabina's mock draft at HoustonChronicle.com. Uh, he doesn't have the Texans trading out of two like Johnny Harris did. Johnny had him trading up to one. They are at two in this one. And the second pick in the Brooks Cabina mock draft, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback. Jalen Carter went first to the Bears. Bryce Young to the Texans second. Seth, here's what he says. This is what Brooks says. The prediction has nothing to do with selling tickets, although it's not hard to imagine a season ticket wait list forming around a revamped Texans team coached by D'Amico Ryans and quarterback by Bryce Young. The Texans simply need a quarterback. There will be questions about Young's proneness to injury with a listed six foot one ninety four frame. <laughs> but after thriving in former Texans coach Bill O'Brien's offense at Alabama for two seasons, Young has proven he's the most proficient passer in the draft. I think the only thing I would say about that is we should point out it's not that was not Bill O'Brien's offense that he ran here when he was running the Texans. Alabama has its own offense that they educate incoming offensive coordinators on. And um, and so that's the offense that Bryce Young was running. Nevertheless, he and Bill O'Brien, despite what many Alabama fans would say, um, he and Bill O'Brien did a lot of good things. He won the Heisman Trophy, by God, back in 2021. It's um, Bryce Young is reported to be working with trainers to bulk up to 210. Um, that feels I impossible. It, I, I, <laughs> Sean, if you're not... Have you not bought enough Muscle Media 2000 magazines? Uh, have you not? Have you not listened to enough Joe Weider propaganda? Uh, no. Have you I not? Have you not experimented with the miracle that is creatine yourself? I've to not. Understand? Clearly, it? I've uh, not. Creatine alone could put five to ten pounds on the kid. Okay. So if he's never done that, then then so be it. It's so um, silly. He's not going to play at 210. Like he, it's just he it's might. Just, okay. He might. This feels just. This feels dumb. Well, uh, okay, he won't play at two ten. Like he won't make that leap into a functional weight in one year. But just through physical maturity, guys are going to put on on pounds. You know, you look at Drew Brees, and Drew Brees wasn't as small as Bryce Young, but he got thicker as he got older. You just you put on your man size. Um, you're not really physically mature until you're 24, 25 years old, and as a as a male. And and you see that in the NFL, guys. It, it's, the only the only downside here is that look. He's gone to Alabama. It wasn't like he, he didn't have resources available to him to gain weight True. previously. Yeah. But maybe he just put zero focus on it where now he might get a little bit more like Jalen Hurts. Like, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, like, because he works his ass off in the weight room, you have this perception of him as a pretty thick dude. But if you look at his frame, I don't know exactly just necessarily how big Jalen Hurts actually is. He's just worked his ass off over the years 
to, to put on so much muscle that I think um, it's worked out for him. So maybe Bryce Young can get a little bit of that. I would point to Deshaun Watson, too. Like, when Deshaun yeah. Watson got here in 2017, he was pretty skinny. Now, he was he was taller. He, you know, he was just overall bigger than Bryce Young. Everybody is who plays quarterback. Literally everybody who plays quarterback is bigger than Bryce Young. But if you look at Deshaun Watson from 2017 to 2019 and 2020, I think there's a big difference physically in Deshaun. So I'm that kind of trying to back up your point, which is, yeah, college weight rooms are what they are. NFL, when, when your full-time job is going to be your nutrition, your weight yeah. training, you've got a staff that dwarfs the staff you had at Alabama. Yeah, He'll be in decent well, shape. I mean, Jalen, and again, Jalen Hurts is an extreme because like, he was a competitive weightlifter in high school. He was squatted. he really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the 198-pound weight class. So I don't know like, like how much those guys sucked down in high school for it or not. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't – like he's – if you look at Jalen Hurts, he does not have a really thick frame. No. But he's just been a monster in the weight room forever. So over time, he's done all that. You can't do that in one offseason yeah. without – illegal assistance yeah, so um yeah. uh, but like i think that it's i think that if we draft bryce young i will expect him to put on 10 to 15 just quality pounds of exercise through like with through exercise and just flat out physical maturity i gotta say i'm a little disappointed in jalen hurts seth you want to know why why because he needs extra people to push him past the line of scrimmage on third and short if he's squatting so much damn weight <laughs> he should be able to go get a yard by himself <laughs> <laughs> Wuss. I know there's times where it looks like he doesn't even – he's not even trying to choose the hole or anything. No, they're just, just picking like, him up go. and throwing him over the line. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? He's, okay, so he was a sophomore. When he was a sophomore, he squatted 500. And this wow. isn't the crap you see uh, down at Bally's, kids. This is, uh, you know, full parallel competition squat. Yep. Um, he squatted 500 in the 198-pound weight class his sophomore year in high school. Holy smokes. That feels like a lot. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Is a, 500's a lot of weight. Yeah. When you start getting up, that's when you get excited, though, as a young football player. When you start getting into the 500 benchmarks region, that's where you start. That's where you start abusing people. Frankly, it's, it's unfair. That's where you start. That's when you start really um, just bullying the the lesser human being. Which which weight training feat throughout the course of your career, as a number goes, are you most proud of that you did? Um. Neck flexion machine. Really? <laughs> I have no idea. No, I don't know. Well, like, what did honestly, you squat? Did you have a good my, squat? No, you know what? My best, like, what? honestly, the most impressive thing I did yeah. was I've just I've got a really strong back. So when I weighed, like, 310 pounds, I was able to do, like, like sets of 8 to 10 pull-ups with, uh, with dumbbells. You know, oh, like, like strapped to your legs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was really, Dude. I had a very, very strong back for a big Did guy. you have people cheering you, like in Vision Quest, when they're doing the pegs <laughs> up the wall thing? Yeah, I should have. Damn it. I never did. Playing music? Um, you come in with a tune box and play some of the Vision Quest music? Yeah, as far as, like, leg exercises, I don't know. I don't even like throwing the numbers out there because so many people just lie about how much they squatted and it wasn't with yeah. good form or proper depth or anything. Yeah. So I was always very... I had a very, very strong squat, but yeah. it wasn't like not compared to like competitive weightlifters. It's nothing. Sure, yeah. freaks. Yeah. Well, you were asked when you to meet, do when you meet things. some of these guys like in the 198 pound weight class, or whatever. Those are some of the most physically impressive. Like just have, like if you shake their hand yeah. and like give them the pat on the shoulder, you're like, oh my god, I think I just broke my fingers. Like, <laughs> just, they're so their muscles are just so dense. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Okay, let's get to the 12th pick here in Brooks Cabina's mock draft. The Texans also picking 12th. With the 12th pick in the Brooks Cabina Houston Chronicle mock draft, the Texans select 
Brian Bressy, Clemson defensive tackle, says this. Yeah. Texans surrendered the most rushing yards in the history of the franchise, yet another and yet another horrid defensive season in Lovey Smith's four man front boy Brooks does not mince words. Well, and that's so much worse than those unacquainted might realize. Yeah. Like to have, allow the most rushing yards on a team that's been really bad at rushing defense yes. in the last couple of years is, uh, is pretty bad. Yeah. While Roy Lopez and Kurt Heinisch showed signs of progress at times last season, the Texans could supremely use reinforcements along the defensive interior. Bressy, the former top recruit out of high school in 2020, is a 6'5", 305-pound menace who will showcase his capability to disrupt opposing backfields during the draft process. Bressy's been... Bressy's been, I think, injured, and he had some family stuff going on the last couple of years as well. Unacceptable. No family stuff allowed. No family stuff, yeah. No, yeah. Um, as far as his actual play on the field, I'm joking, obviously, about sure. the family yeah, stuff. Sure, obviously. Um, it's going to be because there's always one person. I got gotcha. you. This is one damn person. Yeah. Say <laughs> la vie. So. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, this is what I like about him. And, and this is what I like about those 49ers teams and D'Amico's defense in particular. We talked with Casario about this last week. Uh, he's a very sound tackler. And one of the things the Texans were just atrocious at last year was missed tackles. And a lot of people try to act. This is the excuse that really, frankly, just dinosaur inadequate defensive coordinators will give. Oh, we're not allowed to, <laughs> we're not allowed to tackle in practice anymore. Like, oh, okay, but you're the worst at it. Like, there's a, yeah, all these other teams are operating is. by yeah. the same rules. Yep. There are teams like the 49ers who, pra- who, who tackle very well. And one of the things the 49ers have done is they've adopted a lot of rugby practice techniques. Because in rugby, what do you do? Make a whole lot of tackles without pads on. So you figure out how to practice tackling without pads on um, and, and just how to be more secure and not get hurt while you're making tackles. It, so that's a very big deal to D'Amico I, and, and Casario by extension. So I think that that's, a, that's maybe a bigger check plus in Bressy's favor than it might be with other people is that the guy just flat out gives a damn about being a good tackler. Yep. So there you go. You can get Brooks Cabina's mock draft, HoustonChronicle.com. Hey, quick reminder before we get to headlines, um, you're going to get a chance to win some rodeo tickets here in the next five minutes. John Party, uh, March 6th, uh, four pack of tickets is going to go to caller number five. So sit tight and we're going to do it again in the nine o'clock hour and we're going to do it again and again and again and again later on today here on the station, 11 o'clock, one o'clock. 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock hours, sometime in those hours, giving away those uh, tickets to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. Time for headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines, brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, Super Bowl. How watched was this Super Bowl? How many people watched it? Well, it looks like the estimate right now. Numbers are still being finalized. But this, Seth, is on track to be the third most watched television show in history. Not just Super Bowl, oh, that. but television show. Of course, the first two are also Super Bowls. Um, an estimated 113 million people watching, according to preliminary numbers released on Wednesday. Fox, who carried the game, said the audience estimate includes Fox, Fox Deportes, as well as streaming on the Fox app and the NFL's digital sites. Um, the only events that surpassed this Super Bowl are the Super Bowl in 2015, New England and Seattle and the Seattle Seahawks. That's the Malcolm Butler interception Super Bowl, um, 114.4 million viewers, followed by Super Bowl 51 in 2017 on Fox, 
uh, right here at NRG Stadium between Atlanta and New England, 113.7 view, 113.7 million viewers. So um, business is good right now for the NFL. It's, uh, the cool thing, the interesting thing it's a, is how many people are streaming. And it doesn't sound like a whole lot because I think sometimes there's this perception that, like, well, nobody watches TV anymore. They just stream. Streaming is still the minority preference when it comes to viewing things. Um, and listening, seven, by the way, to the radio. That's in our yeah, I know. Too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's um like we're all geared up and ready for to start just streaming to everybody. That's why it's so funny when people say like, somebody tried to somebody was really angry at me this weekend and he said something about working in a dying medium yeah. of radio. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. Like that's yeah, we know. Like we're all set up for it. We're geared up for it. Yeah. We'd actually prefer that you start streaming. So if you could get on with it, yeah. then uh, then so be it. Yep. So. Um, Adobe uh, Analytics said there are 7 million streams. That's an 18% increase over last year, and it's more than doubles double the amount of streaming from Fox's Super Bowl in 2020. Okay. So it has, like, it is it is coming up more and more. And now, you know what's really going to change next year? For a lot, I guess, maybe not that many people. I don't know how many people have Sunday Ticket, but Sunday Ticket's going to be on YouTube, and I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy for that. Um, for a couple reasons. One is just I've had... I've not, my satellite experience has not been my favorite experience as of late. Yeah. Um, so I can get rid of my satellite. But also, YouTube just flat out does streaming better than others. Yes. Like, or all these other times when you're trying to watch a game streaming on TV, um, it's a pain in the ass. The DVR doesn't work right. There's glitches. YouTube is just more experienced with this stuff than everybody else, and they're, they've got more resources for it. So I think that's really going to switch a lot of people over to streaming once they get a taste of it on YouTube. Yep, Sunday Ticket on YouTube. That's that's starting up starting up this year, right? This is the first yeah. season? Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, yeah. Sunday Ticket. So for those of you who don't know, Sunday Ticket's where you can watch any game from any market on Sunday, and it's nice. Yep, it's really, really good. Um, so big ratings for the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, back here in Houston, um, the uh, we're still – quite a ways from being in a Super Bowl, but we hope that D'Amico Ryans is the first in many steps that will get the team there. He is still putting, he and Nick Casario are putting the staff together right now. We've seen reports of Bobby Slowick going to be the new offensive coordinator. We've seen reports Gerard Johnson going to be the new quarterbacks coach. Um, we're still waiting for a report from the team, and I would imagine that it'll be one one catch-all report saying, here's the new coaching staff. That's probably what we're yeah. waiting on here for the white smoke to emerge from uh, from NRG Stadium. Um, there's so, a good article. Yeah. Uh, Brooks has a good article, Seth. I know you had it in here about the, the makeup of the coaching staff here and how different this is going to feel this year, that this is just a young, seemingly much more progressive thinking staff than we've had here the last couple of years, I think it's safe I, to say. Yeah, well, I think they've had some good ass- – I, I think they're having some good assistant coaches that just are uh, you know, going to toil in anonymity while you're on a bad team like this, and I think that's – that's one of the hard things to figure out when you're coming into a new staff is just exactly, okay, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, what, you know, which of these guys are salvageable? I don't, I know in the past there's been a perception that the McNairs want to save money by retaining as many assistants as possible. That may have been true under Bob McNair. I really haven't seen evidence of that with Cal McNair. And I, I base a lot of that just on the fact that Cal McNair <laughs> – Cal McNair has fired three coaches who are still getting paid large chunks of their contract. Couple of GMs. In the head coach yeah. yeah. <laughs> the assistant coaches add up. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But I think sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, well, 
you had to get rid of the head coach. But a lot of times the assistants, there's merit in keeping some of those guys that have a previous relationship with the players. Yep. And if a guy has actually shown some progress with a position group, why mess with a good thing unless he's so in love with Lovey Smith that he's going to be a cancer in the locker room or something yep. or in the coach's room? Then uh, that just, just if you've got somebody in-house already, just go with him. All right, that's John Pardee right there. 713-572-4610. We'll get back to headlines and the Texans here in a second. But caller number five is going to win a four-pack of tickets to see John Pardee at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo March 6th. Keep listening all day for your chance to win rodeo tickets. We're going to do it again in the final hour of the show. Um, and In the Loop is going to do it again in the 11 o'clock with John Party tickets. Chain Smokers tickets in the 1, 3, and 5 o'clock hours on the show today. So we are taking care of you for the rodeo. Four-pack to caller number 5, 713-572-4610 if you want to get in. We had asked earlier in the show for people to send in their three-word phrases to describe the Texans' offseason. This in the spirit of the ESPN.com Power Rankings. That's their theme today. Um, uh, DJ Bienname, of course, is the the, um, Texans beat writer on ESPN.com, and his three-word phrase was, get a quarterback. Uh, We're getting quite a few of these, uh, Seth, uh, these three-word phrases. 5-6-7-9, Trey Lance trade, question mark. No. Oh. no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I, this uh, c- people keep asking me about Brock Purdy too, which I and I I get the intrigue, but I I would be incredibly surprised if the San Francisco 49ers wanted to trade away Brock Purdy. He's a late round draft pick on his rookie contract, who's shown some promise. So like, there's just I so if they did want to trade him away, it would make me feel like okay, well, you know what, uh, Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe in him, then I don't either. Likewise for Trey Lance, if if Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe in Trey Lance after they traded all those picks for him and after he's presumably probably going to be the starter on opening day, then I don't necessarily think he's the guy for us either. You're you're likely not going to get more out of a guy than Kyle Shanahan gets out of. Yes, him. I think it's a great rule. Uh, six one six nine. We're finally trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are people on that in terms of looking at the last couple of years? Does it start to feel more? Are you telling yourself that? All right. Yeah, I see. They were just kind of resetting the roster and just tanking, or or were they actually trying to win games on a large degree and they were really bad at it? I would be curious what people think about that. I, I think it's yeah. probably all over the map, but I would be curious if people wanted to text in their opinion on that and you know back it up with a with a, a point or two. Um, I think you and I are both kind of in lockstep that this has been just a painful two-year reset in that now, two years into the Casario era, I'll call it, as GM, they're finally set up to rebuild like a normal football team, hiring a hiring a high-profile coach, a little bit of cap space, actually way more draft capital than you would normally have. I mean, they, yeah. they've they got the draft capital of an expansion team now where they're getting extra picks and things like that. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that was confusing people the last couple of years was the fact that the Texans were actually spending a, a good chunk of money in free agency. It just wasn't on like good free agents. It was on guys. They were signing to one and two year deals. And I think really the, like it's, it's pretty apparent. We thought this at the time and I think it's pretty apparent now. Yeah. They wanted to have guys who could be good mentors for the draft picks, the young guys coming up. You can, I mean, you can draft all the talent in the world, but if they're just kind of out there in space, like some of the young guys on the rockets are right now, 
then it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You got to try to give them some kind of an example to follow. And it, uh, it was pain. It was a painful couple of years, but it it makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.